so we're rolling now again. So now this time again, this is our fourth podcast. It's me, Keith, and Matt, and we're here with Fatty. Say hello, Fatty. Hello. How you doing? All good. All well. My creaky chair. Um, so we're recording this one in our office now. We've moved from coffee shops and seminar rooms. We had, we actually had four, three attempts to record our first one. We did the first one. <laughs> it's coffee shop, diner, wasn't it? Coffee shop. Too much noise. Music. Crying babies and phone calls. <laughs> and Knives and forks clinking, and then the second one. I'm the lucky one. Yes, yeah. you got the professional job now. Yeah, <laughs> although I'm sitting on a chair that's probably going to override all the creakiness. Um, but yeah, so uh, we wanted to have you on based around all the stuff that we're doing with the outdoor club and how it fits yes. with what you're doing with the adventurati. So um, if you just want to give people just a quick idea of what adventurati is, um, adventurati. Um, I'll tell you where, but I'll, let me start by t- telling you the story of Adventurati, how it came together. Um, a few years ago, uh, I, uh, I went on a, a camping trip to Oman, three-day camping trip in Oman. And um, that, that was the first time I actually uh, have been outdoors here, like proper outdoors, and not just sand off-road and dune bashing. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with the beauty of Oman and the resources that it had uh, compared to the UAE. It was full of waters that are cold in the turquoise color all year long. It has the lush green mountains. It had massive mountains compared to the ones uh, we have here in UAE. And it had like, it was the uh, best place for road trips. Like you drive hours and hours and each location is different from another location. Some places have canyons and waters, some places uh, high mountains, and other places just lush green farms and you just walk in for hours it never ends and they're all connected in one way or another it was like the playground for everybody's looking into adventures and i thought i haven't heard about these areas much and it, it seemed interesting to um, to actually go out and discover it and that's when my friends uh, uh, told me why don't you go out and discover new areas and uh, re- do some research and ask around and uh, write, write a blog about it. So that's that's when Adventurati blog started. And uh, eventually, uh, trip after trip, people start to see more posts about Oman and also different parts of UAE. And um, they started to become more interested in these areas. Like, oh, wow, we've been here for, for... Many people were here for a long time. I was like, we didn't even know this existed yeah, like yeah. few hours away. And, and, and I mean, most of the people here were more, more occupied with the uh, development of Dubai and the malls and you yeah. know, the concrete jungle yeah. and they completely forgot that there is a nature around here and it's not only just sand mm-hmm. um, and then eventually I started to I, I love I love outdoor cooking and I love you know my own things around me and I like the outdoor lifestyle so I started um, to uh, cook outdoors invite a few friends and these friends wanted had a good time with me and and one, they started to invite more friends to come in. So little by little, this uh, uh, adventure blog became more of a club. Mm-hmm. And eventually it became uh, a blog. A blog, And like people go out to experience the different places with me. And it became a club where friends of friends would join in. And we would have um, uh, barbecues. We would have outings over weekends and, uh, um, and spend time in nature. And it was amazing. Uh, eventually... Um, with time, uh, I became what started as an interest became a passion, and uh, over the years I discovered different things and met new people, and each person taught me something new and something mm-hmm. uh, about more places or more technic- t- uh, technicalities of on how to proceed on rock climbing or climbing yeah. and stuff like that. And 
I reached the point where I was living from uh, one weekend to the other, and at some point, my passion turned into obsession. So all I could think about was the outdoors. Where am I going to go this weekend? What's what's the new activity I want to learn? I went to diving. I went to I went into climbing, rock climbing. Uh, I went to canyoning, and, and this became like my lifestyle. And I was like, all I could think about was. I want to be there. I don't yeah. want to be here anymore. Yeah. And, and that affected my day job. Uh, I used to work as an account manager for an advertising events company. I'm not too extreme. I go in on Thursday, you know, happy. I come back on Sunday depressed. <laughs> and eventually, like, it affected my job because I was sitting behind a desk and couldn't care what the client wanted. So yeah. I would just give my minimum. And my, my bosses, who were also my... Uh, uh, my mentors uh, for life, not only for a different, I mean, they helped me around with a lot of issues I was facing. They eventually said, listen, you don't belong here anymore. Um, why don't you take a break and do this professionally um, and try it out for a few months and if it doesn't work out, at least you get it out of your system. Yeah. You know you try <laughs> and then you come back here and not make us lose more clients. Yeah. That's extremely so, yeah. progressive so, thinking from the boss. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah, because, because it was either that or lose yeah. more clients. So, yeah. so basically, um, uh, I thought about it and I put up Kilimanjaro as a target and uh, I trained for Kili and I said, if I can face this, maybe you will prepare me mentally for what's coming next. And uh, I went to Kilimanjaro and I did it. And it was the biggest achievement I've ever done. Mm. And I cried when I reached the summit because I felt so much of a relief that this is, was a metaphor of what I was going to face and if I actually decided to leave my yeah. day job. And after a few months after that, I, um, I did the Kili in, in January. And this by, year? Yeah, no, uh, the year before. Right. Um, and by end of that year, no, I mean, yeah, so Jan and then closer to August, I was on a flight to Alaska. I had yeah. left my job, and uh, I I decided that's it. I signed up for an elder leadership school and decided I want to go back to school and learn this the proper way. Really? And come yeah. back, and uh, I spent two months in Alaska in the wilderness, um, carrying up to forty k's on your backpack, mm. all the food, all the water, uh, even the rubbish, even even human rubbish. Yeah, sure. You had to carry it in a bucket, <laughs> and yeah. you're, you're not allowed to break the cycle so of whatever there. wildlife is out there. Glamorous life. Yeah, exactly. So you can imagine six six to seven people sitting in one bucket for two months. You know, <laughs> um, it was quite an experience. And after that, I came back and I was like, "This is it. Um, I'd rather I'd rather be poor and hungry." And do what I love, mm. then be depressed and behind the desk for the yeah. rest of my life. Yeah, and, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. And that was how Adventurati Elders was born. It was. It took just took few months to get prepared, and afterwards it was go from there. Fantastic. So, what, what did you learn in Alaska? Then? Yeah, what was the breakdown of Alaska? The two um, well, basically, Alaska was break, broken down. We learned outdoor leadership school, how right. to communicate, how to read people, uh, how to navigate on different grounds, and I got certified as an ice climber, rock climber, and a mountaineer. 
Yeah, so it was split like uh, 10 days here 10 days there and a few days there and after that I went and did a road trip for, uh, in the lower 48 mm. so I went from Salt Lake City uh, Salt Lake City, uh, City in, uh, um, uh, all the way to San Francisco and I passed by the Zion National Park uh, mm, Grand right. Canyon Arc National Park and obviously Vegas which is yeah, the yeah, biggest national park <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, so what kind of stuff are you doing when you're learning those? are you learning basic survival skills we learn, we learn, yes. Um, well, basically, the the food we take is more mostly dried fruits and dried powder and dried uh, all this stuff that's dried. And you add, we use water from the glaciers themselves. We right, heat them cool. up, and you know they teach us what basic stuff, how to pre- uh, pack most of this stuff. But again, most of what we learned is more for my general knowledge because yeah. what's at, what what happens there is very different from the environment we have over here. I was say, so you need to learn. Yeah. It's it's more of uh, uh, teaching you the concepts and the mentality yeah. so whichever environment you go to you can adapt accordingly so it's not only it's not a formula where one plus one equals this and that's it you take it because if that was the re- the, the thing you cannot m- make that formula work here especially yeah. when it's the complete opposite you're getting water in the glacier in Alaska and then you're <laughs> and then here in the middle of the desert you know um, but they did I mean they teach you the concepts and mostly it's mental yeah, you know sure. how to think uh, in the situation that goes bad so um, there's places where you learn to do self arrest so if you're climbing and you fall down and you have an, your ice cap what position do you take on to stop yourself so you fall forward you fall to your side you fall backwards then you have to flip yourself and twist around and put the anchor in self arrest so right. they put you in these situations where it's you can't really practice it somewhere else mm. in a safe environment and then they actually go in take you to the bigger mountains for like we did the flower mountain which was my first technical mountain and then uh, an ice climbing they threw us 30 meters down a sinkhole that has no end which they call the widow maker because if you actually fall (laughs) there's no rescue because unlike caves which uh, rocky caves yeah it's there for years and years so they know the path yeah when it's uh, glaciers uh, the the path is curved with water so it, what, whatever path we have now changes after the next two, two three months mm. when there's another storm and the, uh, something collapses, another path opens. So yeah, sure. it's pretty more risky. So they just threw you down 30 meters, like climb up and then you had an overhang. At some point you're with an ice axe, you know, trying to pull. And because you're not used to it, and you're freezing cold and there's a, a glacier waterfall coming down and you know sparkling water on you and your, your hands go numb yeah, yeah so and you're standing in a lot of position you know at some point your hand is so numb so you just like swing your hand <laughs> like, let, let, and I need to hit one more like time like a limp arm exactly just a limp arm and then you're just like and at some point I had a place where I actually fell down I was hanging with one hand and I was like and I was like I oh, know and I looked down and I saw this black hole and I was like no and I became cliffhanger and I'm like no and I put up the next one it's experiences that I mean I'm grateful yeah. for Alaska and I mean I could uh, my friends tell me why Alaska yeah why did you choose Alaska because I mean I could have gone and done this in Nepal or mm. different areas where it's closer cheaper but I wanted the place where it was the end of the world yeah, yeah. Somewhere where I can feel like I was relocated from whatever comfort zone I'm used to. Yeah. And I wanted Alaska because I grew up watching that Geo. And recently, even before like, going to Alaska, 
for some, uh, there was Alaskan survival, uh, surviving Alaska yeah, and yeah, sure. the uh, Alaskan expedition and Bear yeah. Girls being in Alaska. So a lot of shows were about Alaska and it was like a wake up call. It's like, it's in your face. That's the place you need to be. And it's always been a dream. I mean, Alaska is like a playground for adventurers around yeah. the world, you know? So it's like, I'm going to go to the farthest place on earth, which is far than anything. Like it took me 30 hours just to reach there from different planes and no, it's just, when I reached there, it was like being in a, a 3D world, you know? It's like watching Discovery Channel without yeah. the logo. And yeah. everything you see yeah. is like, oh my God. My you bear. know, uh, uh, you have grizzly bears, you have, you know, wild animals and uh, wild cats and you have this uh, alpine Wolf. forest and you have a lot of stuff. I mean, we have pepper, pepper spray, so <laughs> yes. I was like, well, I'm not sure how yeah. that's going to protect me, but I mean, our guides were really, really good and they knew how to navigate and they, but they teach us like, watch out, this, uh, this mark on the ground, this belongs to this and these bears you can eat, these bears you cannot. What? Yeah, so um, it was really helpful and uh, did, the you, time did there, you need to hunt? Sorry? Did you need to hunt? Well, we're not allowed to hunt, but we did eat a lot of berries. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> berries, sure. yeah. berries along the way. Especially, I mean, uh, the guys there was like, let's move, all right? And, and me and my friend were like, oh my God, we're actually eating something that exists in nature rather than here, you know, stopping at yeah, the, yeah, the petrol station, getting yeah. everything you want, and just moving on. It's like, I can't believe I'm in actually the forest, you know, eating, you can eat berries off, you know, it's the same berries that you're sharing with a bear. So it's, 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 it's a fun experience. Yeah, there's a certain primalness to that. Like, it is. It is. Like, every, every time I feel like I need the motivation, I go back to my videos and say, this is why he started it. Yeah. This, this is this will be happening. That's what you've tapped into, yeah, isn't it? Keep it coming. That's what we wanted to do with the outdoor clubs. We wanted to give people that re-engagement with nature. Yeah. Mm. And like you said at the start, at the beginning, when you move to Dubai first, you see concrete, you see sand, you see the ocean. And not everybody is an ocean goer. So some people don't like, you know, yeah. the sand and the sea and the salt water and yeah. they're afraid of sharks and everything that goes around <laughs> that. Like, it's quite a lot of people won't get in the water because they're afraid of sharks. But we started to kind of find small little ways to get people back being more active. Mm -hmm. Because like in the UK and Ireland and the US and probably many places, you get on your bike and you just cycle. Exactly. You go to the park and you're exactly. climbing trees. That's very hard to do over here. So in order to do that, you need to travel a certain distance. And that sure. is a barrier for a lot of people, unless you're sort of assured that there's five or six of your friends going as well. Sure. They don't make, mind making the journey. So we created the outdoor club to, to get people out of the gym. So they're not just lifting weights all day, they're actually mm -hmm. doing something else. They're actually, they can actually uh, uh, examine their uh, progress. Like yeah, you can work out, work out, but where is it actually showing? When you go by, it's like, oh my God, all yeah. this has showed something. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So we're trying, but now what people are saying is, is that, you know, it does sort of get them back in touch with a bit of nature. While it's not as green and pasture as what we would be used to come from, yeah. from Europe, it's still, you're out there, you're away from the stress, you're away from your desk, you're away from the office. I mean, it's a different kind of beautiful. Yeah. Like, do we, well, we may like the lush greenery compared to Europe and the US. But we do have rock formations that are quite unique. You have the water flow that's quite unique. Like in, you have cold uh, blue waters that are there all year long in, 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 a, in the Middle East where it's relatively desert. So that combo alone is like, yeah. wow, where does it come from? How does it stay? And, and um, it's a different type of um, uh, activities that you can actually can do, like yeah, especially exactly. canyoning. A lot yeah. of people are not, I mean, they understand the concept of rock climbing and hiking. 
but they're not really familiar with canyoning. And canyoning for me is one of the most fun activities. And it's definitely my favorite because it's a combo of hiking, climbing, and you know, sliding down water pools yeah. and jumping off cliffs. You know, yeah. it's like nature's wild wadi. Yeah, yeah, sure. It, it really, it's like, and, you, and no matter how much skill, there's always everybody's outside their comfort zone because whether you're a good climber or not, or a good hiker or not, there's one thing that you lack more uh, than the other. Mm. So a lot of people are really fit. They know how to climb and get going upwards, but when it comes downwards, they have fear of falling yeah. and fear of jumping. So everybody's outside their comfort zone one way or another. And that's something that makes it more exciting because you work towards achieving something bigger than just, you know, just a walk in the park or, you know, just camping and glamping. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fun. And it's fun. You know, yeah, jumping sure. off a cliff is always fun. It's yeah, we did it. You're going to have to come on the next one that we did. But we, yeah, went, sure. we're, we're, we went to Wadi Dam. Wadi Dam, yeah. Yeah, in Oman. Um, um, what was it now? It's nearly a month ago now. Uh, me and Chris and then two of the, two of the guys came as well. Yeah. And I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I've seen photos of, of canyoning. I, I did a bit of canyoning in New Zealand, in fact, yeah. a long time ago, where we you, it was actually just these rolling hills of green fields. Mm-hmm. And then we dropped. We pulled up at a field, and there's nothing to be seen except hills. Yeah. And yeah. then, like you said, there was a small little hut some wetsuits, some helmets with a light, yeah, yeah. and then a harness. Yes. And then we just down into this hole, yeah. abseil down a rock, and we're in this underwater cavernous river. It was amazing. It was amazing, yeah. yeah. We had these black rubber tubes, sit on yeah, the rubber tube as you, you go down the stream, and you get to a bit where it's either too fast, where the guide tells us you, you get out, you go through the water, you climb up a thing, and you go again. So I sort of had an idea, but I didn't know how that was going to take shape in, like, in this part of the world. Yeah. And uh, it's, it, we have that here, but that's obviously on a more intermediate level. So our canning is bro- broken down into entry, beginner, intermediate, and advanced. Yeah. Um, entry is like the one I do in Wadi Shalka here, where it's more like three three hours. It's more of like gorge walking than actual uh, canning. Because actual canning, you start from point A and go downwards with water flow to point B. Um, on that one, you're more like. Uh, it's more horizontal, but it's more fun, and it's to introduce people to what canyoning is. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people like ask me, "Oh, we're going? Are we with our clothes in water?" It's like, yes, that's what canyoning canyoning <laughs> is. A lot of them come in, is like, "Where's the canoes?" I was like, "It's canyoning, yeah, not canoeing. Yeah, yeah. There's no rivers here. It's come down <laughs> with the canoes." Yeah. But again, it's you know, people go in on Tushoka and they slip and they fall and and they learn um, on the way in. On the way out, you see everybody moving on a faster pace because on the way in they did the mistakes they started to make logic of where to step and yeah. what to hold on to yeah. which breaks the ice of what canyoning is and a lot of them is like I've never tried this before I've never heard about this before but I've, I did well here and I want to join the more more advanced one yeah. uh, the more challenging one and then they move on to uh, the beginner ones where we have uh, more of a half a hike and half a canyon and the more climbing and higher jumps there is the more it's uh, uh, more at higher level Climbing, um, climbing as in just not rock climbing. climbing yeah, yeah just, not rock climbing, but it's, it's climbing because you need to scramble. You need yeah, to yeah. have good grips. You need to use your uh, both legs and arms to yeah. squeeze in between rocks to uh, uh, b- bypass a, a boulder or something. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not uh, climbing where you're tied onto a harness and a rope. Um, but we do have places, for example, Snake Canyon, where we upsail 35 meters down a waterfall and then continue our path. Right. And, and the canyon there, compared to Wadi Dam, is like uh, three meters wide and you have 80 meter walls. So right. it's a proper narrow canyon. Yeah. 
um, and that's more 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 uh, more uh, challenging than Wadi Dom. And we have it goes up to Wadi Tiwi, which we did uh, last year, and it was 15 hours of canyoning with a lot really, of yeah. yes, 15 hours. So it's a long, yeah, long, yeah. And, and you're you're wet all the time, and you you have basic food to keep on going. And there's a lot of swimming and a lot of jumping. So you upsail down, you have one upsail which is uh, approximately uh, 30 meters, and then the other one which is 12, and then another one which is 8. And you just keep going down, and then you jump, and then you have to swim for another 100 to 100 meters, yeah. then you jump in. So it's effort, a lot of yeah, effort. Yeah, and yeah. It, especially when it comes night, and you are there with nothing but your headlight. And you just keep on going and keep on pushing. Keep on well. your, your body is wet. <laughs> your body's fatigued. The only thing that keeps you going is the uh, mentality that you I'm gonna. No yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you don't have a choice, true. But um, it's just that adrenaline. You may need to think about the adrenaline. Adrenaline mess, messes up everything because it's 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 uh, it puts you in a place where you think you're Superman until you actually back. In your comfort zone and you just crash yeah sure. so it will keep you pumping keep you pumping as long and the way i guide i always have music and i'm always shouting and i'm singing if someone's tired i was like i try to dance you know yeah. let's have some fun yeah sing along get because as long as they're not thinking oh i'm tired i want to break yeah, i'm yeah, tired yeah. i want to sleep that distraction going yeah all the time. as long as this distraction is there like what do you do what do you like what do you know yeah. keep the conversation going yeah, cool. they will keep on going they'll they'll nag but it's not as much as yeah. much as in when, they, when it's everything's silent and every man's for himself sure. that's when everybody collapses so is that kind of analogy with training as well in fact because that's you know if you take away from the struggle if you make it take their mind off how much pain yes. they're in right now yes. with this exercise and just just try and focus them on the goal but we, because um, I didn't know what to expect because we wrapped up too late. Obviously, yes. as you know, I don't know if we told you this, Matt, but the plan was to go from Dubai, leave early yeah. early afternoon, late morning, yeah. meet uh, the border, was it at the, uh, 2 o'clock? Yeah. Somewhere yeah. around there. So myself, Chris, and two of our guys, Sammy and Bilal, were an hour down towards Alain. And I realized I forgot my passport. <laughs> Typical, yeah. yeah. Not the first time. <laughs> oh, really? I should sit him and remind him next time. No, no, that is the first time I forgot my passport. He's lost it before. But I have completely lost it <laughs> in the past. He's so, getting better. At least he's not losing it. Progressing. <laughs> I knew that I'd lost it and I knew where it was this time. I knew that I'd forgotten it. Yeah, so, okay, the decision was we'd go back and get it and then go back again. So you turn an hour back to Dubai, you turn back. But three hours later, we're, at the, we're, we're an hour down Alain Road. So by the time we got to where you guys were, it was pitch black it's all true. the way through the through, through Oman. We and we followed you up the hill in the dust, part of the campsite. Great, set up the tents in the dark. Had no idea what we were surrounded by, <laughs> and then morning came. Yeah, morning came. We jumped up. We had that breakfast. You had the coffee, which was fantastic. That little Nescafe thing. Yeah, I've never been so happy. But then the first I remember, the, I remember the very first hill literally right we did Chris actually took a little warm up just got people's ankles warm got people stretched we'd all been kind of stiff on that uh, yeah. that campsite bed yeah. or whatever and I was just flat on the ground the whole night but the first hill we literally right 9.30 ready let's go we turned we walked about 10 metres and just went up this mm. loose rock face and I thought to myself no <laughs> what have I signed up for yeah I was like he's told us to six hours I was like I'm not doing six hours of this how can anybody and I'm looking around and like I'd be relatively fit in the group inexperienced <laughs> but fit yeah and I'm looking at the rest of the group and people were not in great shape like I was like oh my god we're gonna have a struggle here got to the top of this little hill maybe it was 15 meters high yeah. and then just open out into this valley 
of this all the way along. So we were walking along the edge of the valley for maybe half an hour mm-hmm. and then jumped into the first rock pool and from there it was just all the way back down through the through the rocks with yeah. the river kind of downhill. Yeah. Over rocks, under rocks, around rocks, on the back onto the bank, back into the water. There was bits where you're kind of wading through the water and then there's bits where you're out of your depth and you got to swim, you got to like, get, get your way through. But there was a time later in the afternoon the sun moved mm. so we were in the shade for most of it and the the sun was now right up on the edge where the warmth was yeah. so yeah when we said six when you said six hours it's not like it's six hours of go 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 it's it's very stop start isn't it because mm-hmm. people everyone's trying to squeeze through one gap yeah. so you're yeah. you were the guide where you kind of easing people through and there's a bit of a bottleneck but yeah. it gives you a rest yeah. it gives you a rest gives you a recovery yeah. in the sun you get to warm up and chat and have fun and then you move through it's all about bonding as well yeah. I mean, there are trips where we say alright guys this is made for those who want to challenge themselves and we move on a really fast pace but most of the time we're there to enjoy the outdoors you get to meet new people the same mentality you know and you chat and what do you do and you learn to help each other for sure like even though it's like we as guides were there because we are there uh, to sh- not only show you the way, but in case of emergency, if something happened, we know what to do. Yeah. But most of the time, it's people helping other people around. Like, give me your hand, let me hold you. Like, and that's a bond you get that yeah. you know breaks the ice because everybody's outside their comfort zone and everybody's looking for out f- for a hand. You know, and and that's the best thing about yeah. about outdoors. You know, it's I mean, in the gym, it's quite different. You might be working out with someone. And you know him, but you don't really know him. And then you, you're, you and the person you've been training for with in the gym, you go out outdoors and you meet this guy. I was like, this guy is really cool. Yeah. Like, I've never seen that side yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you true. discover a different side of this person you've been tra- yeah. working, working out with all the time. So, like, obviously, I mean, it all sounds great and stuff, but obviously there's going to be people here who are thinking, holy shit, what? <laughs> so, this is there's no way I could possibly do that. So, in your mind, what would you say was like, the beginner standard like they are I mean we we put I mean most of the trips with Adventurati they're not a walk in the park even yeah. the easier ones we always try to find a way to add a little bit of challenge because at the end of the day you, we want you to go out and say I did something today mm. and I'm proud of myself and it's more of a challenge of you against yourself and, and nature rather than you competing with someone else so if uh, when I'm guiding if I see a lot of people talking you know, like a lot of gossip going around I start slowly diverting the route to a place where I know they're gonna, you know, need to focus on the roots and lose their breath. And then suddenly, like, you know, 15, 20 minutes later, everybody's going, Yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, yeah. I've done a good job. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. because as much as, you know, it's a mixture of both, you know, uh, you move on, all right, guys, we have to climb this point. But as we, as, I mean, I give the itinerary of what we're doing on the spot. They have the general itinerary from the description of the trip when they sign up, but everything else is on the trip. It's like, all right, guys, we're here. And it does gonna... say, it does say, bring your passport. Yeah. <laughs> I checked check that. We got home. Read the email. Yeah, there it is. Bring your passport. International borders applied. It's be surprised. It's it's at, there's some always someone who forgets the passport every trip. Oh now. yeah. So <laughs> because for them, for them, it's just you know, oh, we're going canning, but it's not, we're actually crossing a border. We're yeah, actually yeah, traveling yeah, yeah, yeah. across yeah. the country. But uh, for our guys in the gym, then, so let's say if if they can sort of effectively run say a 3k or 5k yep. would they be in decent shape or yes. what, what sort of yes like, you know, um it's always yeah. it's always best to uh join the beginner to uh trips yeah. to understand the concept of outdoors because a lot of people are fit but they lack fitness in certain areas which they might require 
Um, but in general, you uh, if you have a good cardio, you work out on good cardio, you're you're good enough to uh, move on and, and be and enjoy the trip without being uh, too much uh, too too tired. Yeah. Um, the techniques that's where we come in to help you. So if, even if you, if you're if you work out and you you're a healthy person and you go to the gym and you do runs and stuff like that and, or cycling and you're a healthy person, you are fit to go outdoors. Start with the beginner level. Mm-hmm. We'll be there to teach you the techniques, to guide you on the way. That's what guide's uh, job yeah. is. Like, watch out for this, yeah. use this rock, put, or use put, that rock. Yeah. It's put more informative yeah. as we go. Because if I tell you in advance, you're not going to realize the difference between anything. But as you go, so you do it once, and you do it twice, and do it three times, and then you get the hang of it. And then it's like, now that I've got the basic techniques and I'm, I got the fitness, I would like to move on to something more challenging. Yeah. And then when, that's when you join intermediate trips. Sure. Um, some people, most people from Europe and, uh, or the US, uh, are, they, they know what outdoors is. They have an understanding of outdoors. So most of them sometimes say, I work out in the gym, this is good, uh, I do this and that. And I was like, yeah, you're good to go intermediate. You don't need to start with beginner. But a lot of people give me calls or send emails and we would say, all right, what's your background? Give us mm-hmm. a brief background and we'll let you know if it's feasible or not for okay. you so you can enjoy it and not just be you know, struggling along the way, right. then yeah. you hate it. <laughs> and that's why I advise people mostly to start with canyoning. Right. Because hiking is a much tougher than canyoning. Uh, hiking, you have weights on your backpack and you're going up in elevations. So mm-hmm. mostly steep, most of the time, even though we navigate weights, you know, it's going from, from zero to 800 in a few hours which is and going against gravity. Canning, on the other hand, is a bit different because first, you even feel this a little bit of elevation, most of the time you're going downwards and you're in the water. Water refreshes you yeah. and, and keeps you fresh, you know? And, and sometimes if you're not, you're tired, you just swim, you know? You mm-hmm. keep going, you keep going. Um, that's why it's much more fun. And for those who have, are, don't really know what outdoors is, Canyoning breaks the ice for them. So if you take someone for the first time hiking and they've never been outdoors before, they're going to struggle. Think, oh, I'm sweating, I'm tired, uh, you know, yeah. they'll get grumpy, you know. But it's usually to canyoning, break the ice, this is what you do. Next time, try hiking and try other stuff. And that's how it works. And most of the people who join my trips are all come from uh, Shoka, Wadi Shoka, which I do two to three times a week. It's, it's fully booked every time, more like around 40 people. Yeah. And we have, that's the one we use most guys. We have three guys and we have volunteers there to assist everyone. And from, we generate most of our uh, uh, business and bookings from that trip as well because it introduces them to uh, nature in a very soft and fun way. And then they get to meet people there along the way, which tell them, and most of them are recurring customers. So, yeah, we did, we're doing this because I have friends over, but next two, week, two weeks from now, we're doing with Fadi again, uh, another trip in Oman with the intermediate. And I was like, oh, wow, I've done this. I really yeah. like this. I want to join that one as well. Let, let, let me know which one you're going on. I'll join you. Yeah. And most people come in, you'd be surprised. Um, uh, uh, the majority of the people, like 65% of the people who join Adventure Out the Elders are women. Mm. And uh, they are more, you know, they're more outgoing uh, than, uh, than men in this time. They're more, uh, you see them fired up and going, yeah. while men are like, yeah, 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 taking <laughs> it easy, man. you know, yeah. just chilling. It's like, I can do this. Yeah. And then some girl comes in, she's been really working out and goes, yeah. she's like, how did you do that? You know? Um, and they, um, and, and because, 
they're more comfortable coming. I mean, obviously, guys like to go venture on their own. You know, mm -hmm. they don't like to be led compared to women. Yeah, that's um, that's key. What you just yeah, said. Yeah. Like, do women follow instructions? Bro? Yeah, men more like uh, don't jump here. I was like, yeah, I can do. It. I was like, I know you can do yeah. it, but I know the consequences if something goes wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not about whether you can do it. Sometimes it's difficult when you're a guy and you have uh, people who have issues with testosterone. You yeah, know? for sure. You know, it's like. Believe me, uh, there's places where I, I will I will let you jump five meters and you can show off then. Yeah, yeah. Show me your muscles then. Yeah. Don't, but whenever I tell you not to jump or don't do this or don't do yeah. that, you know. Um, and girls say, like, they don't even question. Like, thank yeah. you. And they move on. Guys were like, why? It was like, because it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. You know, why? Is it, uh, yeah, it's like, I'm intrigued to know why, you know. This is the challenge of being a guy. But most of the people who come with us, they understand that we are a guiding tour uh, mm -hmm. company. And for the safety of everyone else, they have to listen to instructions. And because if something goes wrong, they mess it up for everyone else because the, tour, yeah. the trip has to stop. Yeah. We have to do some, you know, uh, rescue and it's going to, you know, ruin it for everybody. So and most, most of the people who join us understand this mentality. Have you had any accidents like that? Any, anything where you've had to get We've had, we had um, ankle, uh, ankle, uh, few ankles got tw twisted yeah. from landing differently and stuff like that. Some people don't listen, some people are afraid, some people panic, you know, it's the outdoors, which is yeah, understandable. Just, I mean, we, but nothing, we've not, we've hadn't had anything extreme, uh, God forbid someone broke a leg or mm. something, uh, it's just... Uh, yeah, the usual. Yeah. Well, what happens if someone busts an ankle? Do you, do you bring them out? Do you carry them um, It depends on the location. Most of the time, um, we have our first aid kit, so we wrap it up, you know, we keep one guy with them and they'll help them go through uh, the canyon until we reach a point where they can move on and go right, to, right. Uh, like to an a clinic or something, yeah. Because um, there was but, a lot, I mean, I know it's, it's fully outdoors and it, the reason why I would say go on the shell pool and first is just to get your... Understanding get, yeah, of, of, the, of the terrain, yeah, because it's very different. As fit as everybody was, everybody slipped, <laughs> yes. Every, like everyone's, yeah, even me, like yeah. you cannot. I mean, that's part of the fun, you know, to learn new technique, which is the yeah. balance, yeah, because the bowlers aren't even and like it looks like a massive bowler and it's square, but you stand on it and it's whatever it's perched on is uneven, so it wobbles, <laughs> it moves, and no big deal, you. And because like the tall people move one way, the small people move it's another true. way, the it's girls true. move around something one way, and then. You just sit, well, it's too late. You're just sitting down. It's true. You're like, Whoa, it's true. that could have been that could have been nasty. Yeah, yeah. And that's there's your wake up call. There's like, right, I need to, you know, I can't get tired here. I can't let my brain switch off here. I'm gonna fall over, and I don't know where we are. I don't want to be the one who has to get a helicopter to, to bring <laughs> me out of the thing. Like, it's true. You've got to really, really be careful. And but it's it was it was super enjoyable. I would really recommend it. Like the way we went was it six? We were five or six hours doing it. And to me, I was like, well, that's loads. But when I actually got there and it was like the stop start and when you're in the sun... Water breaks, yeah, snack breaks, chin chat breaks, yeah. Yeah. The funny thing was, going back to what you said about uh, uh, the, the, you know, you're suddenly, you're faced with it, you're out of your comfort zone. One of the, t one of the times we waited, we were up ahead, there was a group of us, and the sun now had gone quite high up on the valley yeah. on the right. Yeah. So a lot of people decided that we were going to quickly run up to the sun, warm yeah. up, and, yeah. then, and then everyone would come yeah. up. So there was, from the, from the water side, it looked like there was two routes. Yeah. There was a slow, gradual up to where people were, and then there was a bit of a steeper one that across the rock face to the same point. Everybody went left, and me and this other guy went right. It was a bad decision. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got up to this point where we were on the same level as other people, but we were about 10 meters away across the rock. And there was a ledge that was, it was two 
low it was too high to put one leg up on so you need yeah. to do a little jump yeah but when you jumped up there was an overhang rock so above so it's gonna hit my head and it was also gonna push me over no, to the left yes. and I remember being so t- he had gone through because he was smaller than me he had gone through and I thought oh no I'm gonna to have to go back down and I was like no <laughs> Why is this I was, yeah I was like will I go back down or will I, will I do it I was like all I gotta do is jump a couple of inches and get my knee up on this real uncomfortable rocky surface yeah. Like I really, really, I got real nervous. And I was like, I can't go back, I can't go back. And then, like I said, the ego stepped in, and I was like, do it. So I did a little hop, put my knee down. I could feel the rock above me, and I just sort of had to do a little. And like any fall down the left to my left would have bones surviving or not, it would have shredded me. It would have shredded my skin. It would have been awful to have to deal with. And I'm the driver to drive our crew back four hours to Dubai, so. It was one of those moments where I'll confess, it's like, just have to do it, just have to make this work. But it was scary. Just yeah. that little decision, I, I was like, yeah. I won't do that again. Yes. <laughs> like, no one saw that. Yeah. Okay. I, got away, I got away with that. It was really ungraceful. It was really scary. But I'll keep an eye on you next time. Well, yeah, next time it's like, go with the flat, go with what's comfortable, go with what you know you're going to be okay with. Yeah. Um, and the, even thing is the terrain here is different from the, the rest of parts of the world like a lot of people are used to uh, going hiking on trails where it's you know uh, it's, it's more mostly soil and you have yeah. grass and trees and stuff here the harsh sun and the harsh environment really breaks down the rocks and they're very very sharp even sometimes you're like you need to grab onto something you have these rough you know rough edges um, but again, in other places where the water flows is very soft, yeah, very down, nice and beautiful. Down the it but nice it's, soft, it's yeah. that combo that makes it really adventurous. You know, you're there and you have this scary part, and you have the comfort part, and you get to navigate back and forth in between them. And that's in, in one way or another, you gain skills in a more more safe environment. For sure. Yeah. So with, with the advanced stuff, then, like, are you you like saw on your blog, like you you got the um, what are they called? The Via Ferrata. Yes. So you're actually doing proper mountain climbing in certain yeah, parts. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. We do that. Um, we do that um, more like uh, for private bookings. We don't take big numbers to do that because it, it's uh, more riskier. Yeah, and, sure. yeah. We like to the the more challenging and more. Uh, uh, dangerous it gets mm. the smaller group so the sure, guides yeah, can keep a, uh, uh, an eye on everyone having problems or might face troubles and anything while challenging themselves so but this is something that's really nice Via Farat is also something that's really nice um, unless you have what is heights if something if you have extreme fear of heights or vertigo it's not the place for you yeah, sure. but if it's something you know you have you have fear or you're just uncomfortable that's one way to uh, to Face it, uh, Via Farata is, um, you know, when, you, you know, when you're rock climbing, it's technically a, a bit like rock climbing, but you have, um, and you're connected to a metal wire, which is your safety, and that, uh, and that metal wire is connecting to a carabiner and to your Via Farata kit and to your harness. So, God forbid, you slip and fall, the Via Farata will right, open okay. and it will take the impact on you and uh, you'll be safe. Um, Via Ferrata, uh, which is it's Italian, and the, the Italian army came up with it to navigate through mountains of Dolomites and during the uh, war. Um, and now it became a way of climbing in a safe, uh, in a controlled environment. Right. It's pretty nice. And, and the one in Oman is like 200 meters up, approximately. You Crazy. navigate uh, through uh, different, uh, squeeze yourself between holes, yeah. uh, you know, uh, shoulders and holes, you put grips and you go up. And some places you have 
places to put your foot, some places you have to actually climb, and then the further you go up, you unclip, you clip, you unclip, unclip, you know, this, your safety goes mm-hmm. up and up and up. It's pretty cool. Uh, and then from there, you see, the, once the higher you go, the the wadi opens up, and then you're hanging up 200 meters. Uh, 200, I mean, the ascent is around 200 meters, but you're actually like uh, 1,500 meters above the uh, canyon below you, right. and you get this massive view from yeah. the top um, through the wadi. It's amazing. And with that, are you kind of expecting people to buy their own kit? Come um, when we first started, uh, we used to most of the stuff like that required technical. Uh, we had a little bit of gear, and then um, we asked those who wanted to come in, bring their own gear, and our cost would be efficient, like yeah. cost efficient. For example, instead of charging you a thousand dirhams for a via ferrata, I mean, no, come with us. We'll charging you for the organizing and everything, which is uh, and the guiding of it, and for four hundred dirhams mm-hmm. uh, or five hundred dirhams. So, and but you get to bring your own kit. But now that we've been one year now. Um, and we're getting our own helmets, our own harnesses, and expanding a little, little, little. Yeah. Just, so we've yeah. taken it slowly, slowly, slowly. First, we focused on uh, the uh, popular stuff and the uh, intro and the beginner and the intermediate, where most of the people can make it. Yeah. Because the advanced is a really niche, niche one, and we usually do it every two months. We say, all right, we send. We don't need to uh, put it up. We just send emails to those who know who are fit enough, saying. We have this happening on here, this coming, and whatever. For example, um, in a few months, we're gonna have uh, Jabal Shams Summit, which is the highest mountain in GCC, uh, in Oman, three thousand above, almost above three thousand. Um, so this is select a few people actually know because it's yeah. around nine to twelve hour hike. Um, so we select people saying you, 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 you are able to do this. Would you like to join us? And then we'd get us okay. Then so most of the stuff would be uh, the advanced stuff is not um, is not uh, posted. But it's more selective. Mm, true. Yeah. Um, but when we first started the first year, we wanted to focus more on getting things right, learning from our mistakes, you know, how to organize, how to prepare, yeah. how to announce and all that, rather than focus on, you know, expanding so, so, so wide and then, you yeah. know, can't keep up with all the, everything happening. So now that we're up and running and we've learned from our mistakes the, the past year and we learned how to prepare this and how to navigate with that and how to communicate with this and how, you know, logistic-wise, how to... I mean, we still, we still, for us to keep it cost-efficient, we ask people to drive their own cars rather than us hiring yeah. 4x4s and taking them and money going, going into a third party that has all the 4x4s and everything. Mm-hmm. So we try to operate uh, where we get to live, make a living out of what we love and still not rip people off yeah. for charging them of course, uh, yeah. something, uh, you know, a service that's crazy, you know. We want people to go outdoors. Even if it's not with us, even if we introduce them to outdoors and they like it and they want to do it on their own, fine. Uh, just come with us, get, learn how to properly do things, yeah. uh, learn the basics and then venture on your own. Don't go on your own if you're a newbie, you don't understand what it is because there's so much risk. Yeah. And how did you like? Where do you find your roots? And where do you find your campsites? And uh, by getting lost. I was gonna say, do you, <laughs> do you do that yourself? Yeah, you just go um, for it. Yeah, like I most um like most of this uh, like you know it's seasonal here, and the closer we get to the summer, the less we have participants. So during the summer, we keep on doing stuff. For example, we we start doing night hiking, and and uh, we do, but it's. Definitely, instead of having 20 people, we have between 8 to 10 to 12, you know. Um, And it's mostly those who are like us, addicted to outdoors. and They don't care about whether it's hot or cold or whatever. They're happy to be uh, sleeping in room temperature during the summer where it's elevated. It's not cold. It's not hot. It's bearable. And then the next day, go into the cold water and move on. So they're fine with it. 
Um, and those who like offer sometimes hotel, uh, not hotel, rest houses for those who want to stay in a rest house when it's like purely August and it's like yeah. none, we yeah. cannot even bear it. So we do offer it most of the time, but most of our ways are, are uh, you know, for the, for the weekend I'm talking about, it's more like basics to keep the cost to bare minimum. So people uh, from different walks of life, different backgrounds, you know, different job titles can actually come in and enjoy. For example, Schalke is 200 dirhams, which includes breakfast and the whole trip and everything. Um, so this is why it's the most popular trip because it caters to everybody, yeah. you know? Um, and it's a half day trip, you don't lose your weekend. It's a fun day. If you go to Wild Wadi, you're gonna pay the same amount. Yeah. Um, we're just offering you something that's more real than Wild Wadi. Um, so it's just uh, it's just the concept of us at the moment. Uh, we don't know if we'll be like shifting and offering something else as we grow to cater for those who want more adventure with glamping in one way or another, yeah. or just you know bare basics. But at the moment, we're happy to have people from different walks of life come join us, introduce them to the outdoors at a cost price where we get to make a living out of it. And it's not a burden on anyone. You're doing road trips, don't you? You've got a few things in Nepal happening. Yeah, the past year we uh, we established an office in Nepal and Jordan and uh, um, Tanzania, and now we do regular trips to Kilimanjaro for those who are looking for the challenge of Kilimanjaro, which we have one in uh, January 29. And uh, we do Mount Meru as well in Tanzania, which is for less than it's a preparation for Kilimanjaro, right. four days instead of seven on a, on a four thousand elevation. And then we do, um, we have an office in Nepal where we cater to those who want to do Punhen, for example, four days of, uh, which we did in September, we had 21 people come with us from Dubai. Yeah, um, we did rafting, we did zipline, we did paragliding, we did, um, we did uh, Punhen, which is uh, the, among all the uh, uh, hikes in, in Nepal and in the, in, the, in, uh, in that region, which is uh, less consumed of days, it was four days, and you get to Pune, which is 3,000, uh, almost 3,000, and you get to see the uh, Annapurna circuit and all the Himalayas. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. So uh, that one combined, you know, that's the, and then we have something much more for those who are more, one more challenging and intermediate, where you have Everest Base Camp, which mm. takes around 12 to 15 days, and Annapurna Base Camp, which takes around uh, nine to ten days, you know, but these are these need commitment. So you're taking a long leave to yeah. do, reach the point, you know, for a challenge. It's not a, not a vacation anymore. It's it's an expedition, and you're there for a goal to reach the summit. Have you done it? Um, I have a trip in May uh, for uh, Everest uh, Everest Base Camp, and I'll, I'll be climbing um, uh, Island Peak, which is a technical mountain, uh, six thousand above six thousand. Wow. Um, and it's my first high altitude uh, technical mountain, which I'm doing. Um, and then we have in April, uh, we're doing an Annapurna base camp, which is around 10 days. Yeah. So what's a technical hot climb or a hike? Um, it's when you're when you are a team of uh, four to six, and you're all connected on a rope, and you on harnesses, and you're climbing together, and you, you need to use your uh, ice axe, and you need to learn how to do self-arrest, and how to... Uh, take a standing position, if someone actually falls into a crevasse, how to rescue. So you need this basic stuff, which, you know, is life-changing yeah. if actually something goes wrong. And it's climbing up using your ice axes um, and um, in high altitude, which is, you know, that's a challenge on its own, always high altitude. Um, but no matter how fit you are, um, uh, there's no cure for high altitude. So yes. you can have it different from, uh, from me. And um, the, the example, there's those who do uh, Everest in K2, 
and then killing they can't do it because they suffer from high altitude in that mountain which is different from uh, from okay. that high altitude from that one it's, it's biological that, yeah. it's biological you can't just say I'm some people have don't feel barely anything and some yeah. people feel it from the first you know 3,000, 4,000 meters yeah um, uh, you just you know you need to make sure you drink water enough you know breathe right you know keep the mentality it's all about the mentality above everything it's always the mentality that affects everything else in your body and how you know the, the, you have, that's why I always have music with me wherever I go um, except in Canada because I don't have a waterproof uh, uh, speaker I could not find one until today but um, uh, I always have music with me uh, it's you know just whenever music keeps people going they sing along with the lyrics they do stuff that keeps their mind, mind off what's happening um, and I used to in Kili, it really helped me. Um, what are you doing the, the what is it, Annapurna? Annapurna in April and uh, Everest Base Camp. We'll have to get you back on uh, when that happens to get to see how the preparations yeah. go and even see how it goes. Yeah. I think Chris is planning on taking a group in March. the summer. Is it March? March. Is that the Nepal trip? Yeah, in March we do cycling and a little bit of hiking and a little bit of uh, rafting. Cool, awesome. Well, we'll wrap this up now. But where can people sort of look you up and get your um, info? We're uh, we're an online-based adventure travel agency. Uh, you can go to www.adventurati-outdoor.com or go to our Facebook page at uh, Adventurati Outdoors. Um, when our logo is orange and it has uh, a mountain, uh, a white mountain on it. Um, if you put Adventurati, which is A-D-V-E-N-T-U-R-I, which is, uh, the, the word came in because everything that has a T in the end in Arabic means like, uh, belongs to me. Okay. So I took, I mean, I libanized it a little bit where it said my adventure. So instead of saying my adventures, yeah. it's Adventurati, which is, means awesome. my adventures. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, do you have anything to add on to that? Nope. Cool, awesome. So what we'll do, if people want to get in touch with you as well, they can contact us as well and we'll, we'll pass their Definitely. info on to you. Even if someone has a question about what others is or what the right gear is or if they're looking to go somewhere and they need training, again, we can, uh, uh, in addition to the training, which is uh, you guys do, to learn on the, to train for a high altitude, yeah. there's something called the training mask and, and they can... Uh, join us or do it at their own how, uh, tower. They go up the stairs, down, up and down the stairs with an elevation mask and some weights on their in their backpack. That way they can train right. uh, for higher altitudes. Cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah. People can get in touch with us. We'll pass your info on to them, and we'll set up a meeting. And then we'll also be getting involved with more of your stuff in Definitely. the next few months. So Definitely. we'll uh, we'll all meet up again sometime soon. Cool. Thanks, Thanks for coming in. Thank, Thank you, you guys. Cheers. Pleasure.